Hello from the BBC. I'm Rich Preston with an update on the war in Ukraine. It's day 27 of Russia's invasion. President Zelensky says Ukraine can survive the Russian offensive that's battered his country for almost four weeks. But Ukraine's military has also warned that Russia will continue to indiscriminately shell cities across the country. The BBC's James Reynolds sent this report from Ukraine. The authorities here in Ukraine say that they are focusing on trying to negotiate the evacuation of civilians from the besieged southeastern city of Mariupol. They're also trying to get supplies into the city, which has no running water or electricity. But so far, no agreement has been reached. In recent days, sporadic convoys of civilians from Mariupol have managed to leave in cars or buses often under gunfire. Alexei Goncharenko is a member of Ukraine's parliament. What they are doing and that uh, the fact that they are still keeping the city is quite uh, unbelievable. And that's a real, they are real, real heroes, those Ukrainian fighters who fight there. And Russians are bombing them so heavily. They almost destroyed this half million population city. Ukrainian troops have, however, successfully retaken some towns from Russian forces. The BBC's James Waterhouse is in the capital, Kiev. In the town of Makariv, to the west of Kiev, we're told by Ukrainian forces that they have successfully uh, launched a counter-attack and retaken the town from, from Russian forces. And yet in Borispol, to the southeast of Kiev, uh, we're told uh, by the mayor has there put out a warning telling people to leave immediately, urging them to get out. So it shows how things can vary. Fire crews have been working throughout different pockets of the city overnight to, to, to put out fires uh, at different places that have been struck. But it's a varied picture. As well as established forces, many civilians have been getting military training to help defend Ukraine's cities. The BBC's Orla Guerin went to meet some of them. The key city, the key target, is Kiev. And in the forests on the outskirts, its defenders are preparing for battle. These territorial defence recruits now training for urban combat. The concern here is not that Russia can surround or capture Kiev, but that it may avenge itself on the city. Uh, I'm not sure that they will be able to besiege Kiev because uh, it is a very long city with uh, a lot of defence and it would be really hard to encircle it. Uh, but what I really do afraid is that uh, out of weakness, out of despair, uh, because they are losing this war, uh, they will destroy it as much as possible. Officials in neighbouring Poland say more than 2.1 million people have now arrived there from Ukraine since the war began. Here's the BBC's Imogen folks. Children are exhausted and dehydrated. Among the elderly, many fled without their medication for chronic conditions such as diabetes or high blood pressure. In Ukraine itself, the WHO has verified 62 attacks on healthcare facilities since Russia's invasion. With no sign of the violence ending, many more people are expected to flee. The World Health Organization says many of those who fled are traumatised. Palomar Kuchy is the WHO's representative in Poland. With the number of refugees now, about half of them, about half a million, require support for mental health disorders due to the conflict and about 30,000 with uh, severe mental diseases. The needs of the refugees are many. 
what we are seeing at the reception centers is fever, diarrhea, hypothermia, upper respiratory tract infections, cardiac arrest, uh, mental and emotional distress. As well as heading for Poland, many Ukrainians are also making their way to Romania, which also shares a border with Ukraine. The BBC's Nick Thorpe is there. The children, in a sense, obviously they are traumatised, obviously they're missing their fathers, their grandfathers, their older brothers perhaps, but they're also really looking after their mothers in these situations. And I've been witnessing this time and again, often with you know very small children, eight, ten years old. There's a, also a growing awareness of border crossings like this, of the vulnerability of so many young women and children crossing. There's a, a worry among international organisations following this situation as it evolves about the danger of trafficking. There are uh, small groups here uh, warning uh, women and children about this danger. Those are the latest developments on day 27 of Russia's invasion. I'm Rich Preston at the BBC.